We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, what's up? This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. Today is Thursday, September 24th. Oh my goodness, so much happening in the news. And I'm going to give you a little shot of encouragement from the Word of God. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. Lots of things have been happening. Before I get to the news, obviously top of the list is going to have to be the death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who served for decades on the Supreme Court. We'll talk a little bit about her legacy and kind of how she is really being sainted by the culture right now, So, in, including the church. So I'll get to that. I'll announce the winner of the 1000th podcast giveaway at the end of the show today. I appreciate you guys waiting for me to do that. We had a great time in Southern California and uh, made our way up the I-5, and I'm getting ready to go out again this Saturday. I will be speaking in Kennewick, Washington for Calvary Chapel Tri-Cities at the Amphitheater for basically a worship protest. So you guys come on out and uh, get ready to storm the gates of heaven with us, and we're going to petition the Lord on behalf of our nation and of the state of Washington. So I will link back to that in the show notes today. It's free. You don't need to reserve a spot or anything. Just come on out and uh, bring your kids, bring your family, bring your church family, and let's intercede together on behalf of Washington state. Uh, I got a question for you as you're, you know, kind of making your way into the school season and there's so much more uh, going on in the culture right now. I wonder how your heart's doing when it comes to forgiveness. Listen to this out of Mark 11, verse 25. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. And I got to thinking about this in light of my own kids, and I I thought I'd ask you what I'd been asking myself, and that is, have you ever corrected a child and then walked away feeling like the attitude wasn't quite what you were hoping for? You know what I mean? Like the infraction may have been addressed, but the heart issue was still there. It can be frustrating, especially when it comes to training and teaching children, but I want you guys to hang in there today because more often than not, the culprit is forgiveness. My husband rightly pointed out to me a couple of days ago that we have lost the art of disagreement in our culture. We can't have a disagreement anymore. I'm watching the news and, you know, these just absolutely unhinged leftists screaming in their cars. Uh, There's absolutely no talking. I saw a conservative out on the streets of Louisville a couple of days ago, and he was interviewing a guy who was marching in a parade for probably gay rights. It looked like a gay rights parade. But he asked the guy, you know, what's the theme? What are you guys trying to do? And, and And the man said, hey, we're all about love and forgiveness and tolerance, which by the way, that's a, you know, that is such a loaded word. Just it's baloney. Don't even buy that. But anyway, he just said, we want to accept everybody for who they are. Our opinions are not the same. And the guy was thinking, oh, I'm getting somewhere. And he said, well, what do you think about Donald Trump? And he just expletives, you know, he wants the, he wanted President Trump to die, all these things. And I thought, 
man, we're so messed up in the culture. And if we're going to be able to teach forgiveness to our kids, we need to be able to model it. So we got to remember that our kids aren't listening to us all the time, right? But I promise you, they are watching. Our kids can tell when their parents are walking in forgiveness. Maybe it's a phone call that they overheard. You guys ever had your kids overhear a conversation that you wished they hadn't? right? Or maybe a conversation that they actually witnessed. Maybe it's a little side remark that you made about that person from church or that person in your family. Remember, you guys, you can't pass on what you don't possess. And unforgiveness tears families apart and it robs us of peace. More than that, the Bible teaches us that forgiveness is not an option. It is a command. It's an imperative, right? When we teach our kids grammar lessons and uh, language arts, we teach them an imperative. An imperative means this is you, you're doing this thing. It's a command. And that's how Jesus feels about us forgiving each other. Forgiveness, in fact, is such a big deal to God that the Bible teaches us that a lack of forgiveness can actually hinder our prayers. Did you guys get that? Lean in. It can hinder your prayers. This is a big deal. Uh, I spent nearly 20 years as a pastor's wife, and the truth is this, the place that I have seen the most lack of forgiveness on display, unfortunately, is church. Straight up. And this is disheartening, but it's also an incredible opportunity for us to change this for the next generation. You guys, we got to turn this around. Our kids are watching us, and it matters how we talk about the person that offended us. It matters that we don't constantly bring up old grievances after they've been dealt with. And so if someone comes up to you and they want to bring up an offense, let's say, you know, I'll just paint a scenario for you. Let's say you're at church or you're at the homeschool co-op and somebody wants to come up to you and they've got, they need prayer, right? This is the age old, you know, it's a prayer request. And we proceed to gossip about somebody or we proceed to bring up an offense And we want that person that we're talking to to carry our offense. Did you guys know that the Greek word uh, for uh, unforgiveness is a scandal on it? It's literally a trap, offense. It's literally a trap that the adversary uses to keep us from moving forward in our relationships with other people, from growing spiritually, from being great parents, right? I have watched uh, in our own family as pockets of time when there has been unforgiveness literally rips the family from one side to the other. And the adversary wants that. And so if somebody comes up to you and they want you to carry their offense, your job is to respond in a godly way. Your job is to bring glory and honor to the Lord, right? That's what we've been talking about all week, this idea of living a set-apart life. God wants you to live a set-apart life. And part of living that set-apart life is walking in forgiveness. And so if you know that you've got unforgiveness in your heart, take a moment and confess it to the Lord. One of the things that uh, God showed me a long time ago, and it really has helped me move past some hurt, because you know there, there are lots of reasons why we can need to forgive someone, right? For as many things as I've done to hurt other people and other people have done to hurt me, we're not talking about the legitimacy of the offense. I'm talking about carrying uh, unforgiveness. And the Lord really showed me years ago the importance of praying for that person that I was struggling to forgive. And if you can pray for that person and ask the Lord to help you let go of any uh, bitterness that you're carrying, 
which becomes a crutch, right? Uh, God will do it. You see, if we want our children to walk in the freedom and forgiveness that God has for us, we got to make sure we are not captives to it ourselves. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a captive to unforgiveness. I want to move forward in victory. I want to move, especially now, you guys, wow, we got so much going on. What with the Rona and the rioting in the streets and the incredible divide, I honestly believe this country is on the verge of a civil war. You see it all over. We got to get better at this. We got to get better. So take a minute today. Think about uh, you, your own heart, and I'll think about mine. All right. And we'll ask the Lord just to help us make sure that we're not harboring unforgiveness. Mark eleven twenty five. But when you're praying, first, forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. That's powerful stuff from the Lord. Forgiveness is important. All right. We must start with forgiveness. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Really quickly, I don't have time to uh, hang out today on this because there's so many things that we need to to talk about. But I want to just really quickly touch on the fact and acknowledge the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. I was on the road when that happened and I'd already pre-recorded the podcast. And so that's why you haven't been hearing me talk about it. But wow, what a big deal, right? What a big deal. And I'm watching many Christians, particularly progressive Christians, I am watching them literally uh, move this woman into sainthood. And so really quickly, uh, you know, our lives are going to stand long after we're gone, long after uh, our soul leaves our body. The Bible teaches us that we're going to answer for the things that we have did. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a zealous defender of partial birth abortion. In fact, several times, two Supreme Court decisions in particular show how dedicated she was to preserving that particular practice. And uh, I I appreciate that she was a woman of incredible achievement and a massive uh, uh, proponent of women's rights. And a lot of the things that she argued for, particularly with women, I would be like, yep, that's right. But not this right that she called it to partial birth abortion. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg passes away on Friday night at the age of 87. But I want to take you guys really quickly back to a couple of things that she did. Because when you see people talking about how, well, you know, we don't speak ill of the dead, uh, unless the dead are Hitler, unless the dead are people who were responsible for the for the murder of unborn children. And I said on my social media the other day that I'm watching all these flags at half staff for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I'm thinking to myself, who's going to put the flags at half staff for the millions of unborn babies whose death she was complicit in? In the 2000 case of Stenberg versus Carhartt and the 2007 case of Gonzalez versus Carhartt, Ginsburg made clear her view that the U.S. Constitution protected a right to abortion and that that right extended to the practice, to the brutal, barbaric practice of partial birth abortion. 
The 2000 case of Stenberg versus Carhartt focused on a Nebraska state law that had outlawed partial birth abortions. At the time, there were also 29 other states that banned partial birth abortion. Well, the court ruled five to four in Stenberg that Nebraska's partial birth abortion law was unconstitutional. And these were the justices that voted for partial birth abortion. Stephen Breyer, John Paul Stevens, Sandra Day O'Connor, David Souter, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Then Chief Justice William Rehnquist dissented, as did Antonin Scalia, Anthony Kennedy, and Clarence Thomas. You guys, what happens on the Supreme Court affects the United States for generations. For generations, I'm not even going to read to you what happens in a partial birth abortion. It would make you weep. It would make you weep. And in her own opinion, concurring in the court's decision to throw out the law, banning the brutal practice, Justice Ginsburg cited Parenthood versus Casey and said that the partial birth abortion ban violated the Constitution. She wrote, a state regulation that has the purpose or effect of placing a substantial obstacle, meaning you've got a pretty much term child, in the path of a woman trying to kill it. That's actually not what she said. In the path of a woman trying to seek an abortion of a non-viable fetus, what a bunch of garbage that was, violates the Constitution. Seven years later, in the course of Gonzalez versus Carhartt, the court reviewed a federal ban. A federal ban, you guys. She could have made a difference for good. She could have protected the unborn. And she did not. In sum, she wrote, the notion that the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act furthers any legitimate government interest is quite simply irrational. She then argued that the court's opinion upholding the Partial Birth Abortion Ban was part of an effort to, quote, chip away at the, quote, right to abortion. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's heart. I don't know if on her on her deathbed she accepted the Lord Jesus. I know she was Jewish. But for Christians to move this woman somehow into sainthood because now she's passed away and she served for so many years on the Supreme Court shows an incredible lack of discernment. We need to tell the truth about the life and legacy of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And her major legacy, as far as I'm concerned, was refusing to defend the most defenseless among us. There's going to be a lot of things that come out of this now, right? A lot of of rioting that's happening, a lot of craziness that we're seeing in the culture right now, right? We saw uh, just yesterday, Breonna Taylor's uh, uh, verdict came down, basically showed that her boyfriend shot at the police first and completely discredited Black Lives Matter's narrative that the police are inherently racist and that our country has a problem of systemic racism. And we're going to see things heat up. They're going to get more and more and more intense. And we have got to be men and women who are on our knees in prayer. You guys, I'm going to encourage you like I did in California, like I've been doing for the last eight years at the podcast, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield, tell the truth about what's happening around you. Ask the Lord to give you eyes to see and a heart to do what God wants you to do. He can do it. He can do it. We got so much more to talk about. I'm going to come back on Friday and address a question that I got from a listener. I'm going to read her question in its entirety to you, 
And uh, basically it is her, she's criticizing me because of my support for President Trump. And how could a Christian vote for a man like Donald Trump? That is a great question. I'm going to spend almost all of Friday talking about it. And uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting and informative podcast. So I hope you guys will come back for that. Thank you so much for your support of this ministry, for your financial support and your prayers. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, I am looking forward to seeing you guys out on the road. By the way, big announcement. I am coming back. My husband and I are going to be coming back to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Um, praise the Lord. We are so excited about this. We we were invited to come back on the night of the 23rd. So the 23rd and the 24th of October, my husband and I are going to spend Friday night with Pastor Jack doing a Q&A. So bring your, uh, bring your spouse with you guys. It's going to be a fantastic night. And then the next day, I'm going to be doing a women's conference all day on Saturday. You guys are not going to want to miss it. We'll have more information really soon, but I want to just encourage you, put that on your calendar, kind of a last minute thing. We're very, very excited to come back to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills and minister to uh, the families there. So mark it on your calendar and we will get ready to... You have a great time when we come back to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. So thanks you guys so much for listening today. Hey, before I leave, I want to be sure you guys hear the name of the winner of the 1000th podcast giveaway. We really appreciated all of the entries that you guys sent in, literally thousands of them. And so we're super excited for this person who happens to be, as I understand it, part of Mom Strong International. So that's really exciting. So Karen from Burke, Virginia, you you are the winner of the 1000th podcast giveaway and we really appreciate you guys listening. As always, we appreciate all of your emails. We appreciate the requests that you guys send for guests and for leaving us questions at Mailbox Monday for all the things and especially for praying for us and for your financial support. We greatly appreciate that. We love you guys and I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.